Griffin has a, something he would like to talk about in the intro, Justin. I, I don't oh, know okay. if it'll be funny or not. It's just like all I, all I, the only thing I can think about, the only thing I want to do is listen to Carly Rae Jepsen's new album. Okay. And I don't think it's going to be like really funny. In fact, I think it'll probably be like kind of weird. Like I think it'll be off-putting for people to hear me um, talk about this album. Okay, well, I mean, if you think it'll be a good bit. I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it'll be a good bit. It's just like, I want to bring, I want to bring a realness to this episode. And for me, like, it doesn't get any realer than We gotta start now. I thought we started. But we have to say our names and shit first. No, we don't have to, do we? It's 266. We can't switch up convention now. All right, let it rip. The McElroy brothers are not experts and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert. But if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Hi, I'm Justin McRoy, and you've just plugged into the podcast. I'm Travis McRoy, and welcome to the ether. Hi, I'm Griffin McRoy, and do cyborgs dream of electric sheep? Is that the way? This is my no. this is my brother. My brother made a vice show for the modern era. Uh, I'm your. Uh, we said that. Welcome to the show. Uh, so, what album is everybody listening to right now, Griffin? You go first. Uh, okay, but I want to be the only thing that we talk about. I don't want to hear. About, I don't want to hear about your two albums. I was gonna say Fallout Boy. Is that okay? Oh, is that true? Listen, they a lot of people have been giving me a lot of shit. Have you ever actually listened? Yeah, it's really good. Add me really to, good. American me. Beauty, American Psycho is an amazing album. Add me to the pile, my dude. And what were <laughs> Ed Griffin? Just to clarify, what were you going to say? I don't wanna come at I don't wanna come at the discussion like this. Can we start over? Because I don't <laughs> I need you guys to be like you're not gonna you're First off, gonna- I just want to say we are too huge to alienate anybody. My brother, my brother, and me from this point forward loves everybody, especially power players in the entertainment industry. I love. We're looking for connections and networking wherever it is available. If we could get Fallout Boy on the show, that would be a huge get. I love the people, Fallout Boy. You can love the you can love the sinner but hate the sin. You know what I mean. I've been listening to Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion. I think that's how it's pronounced because there's like a little dot. Between the, between the, uh, is it a mathematical formula like E equals M to the O of Shun? Uh huh. And that's the how the, the chorus of her hit single goes. E to the M equals O Shun. It's it, probably the worst song in the album. And in fact, I wish that they hadn't titled the <laughs> album Emotion. I wish it's only seven seconds long. Yeah, it's it, kind of meandering. And she doesn't even that. sing. And she's got a beautiful voice. Um. That's the song that activates all the sleep, the Canadian sleeper agents. Oh uh, yeah, it's sure. kind of like a um, uh, like a rap CD where it's like an improv track, right? Like kind of a comedy track. Yeah, she does a she does a bit there, and Jamie Fox shows up and does the bit <laughs> also. And then the two, there are a few bits that her and Jamie Fox do throughout the album, and um, they're really they're really good. There's not a bad goof on the album. There's not a bad improv track on the album. Again, I again I can't stress this enough. Not gonna be funny. 
my me talking about this album it's it's just but you thought it was very important to you nobody's like, talking to about it get nobody's it out ta- of your system have you heard the album either of you nobody knows nobody's listening to this album it's like it's I, I i feel like i'm just like running through the streets screaming her name and and it's falling on deaf ears nobody Everyone's gives a so shit busy talking about the republican primaries you know what i mean no one's talking about carly ray jepson's album let's talk about the real stuff well it, uh, okay but if you're gonna pull pull that card nobody's talking about the republican primaries anyway everybody's talking about donald trump and i'm trying i, I i'm Carly Rae Jepsen is the opposite of Donald Trump in every conceivable way. She is a pure being of light. I remember it was the summer of 20-something, and Travis told us, guys, this is the new shit. Yeah. This is the new heat. And I did not believe him. And then literally two weeks later, Call Me Maybe was the only song I could hear on the radio. It was the only song available for download on iTunes. They cleared the the table on every other song. It was the only song on the radio, and it it was everywhere. I tend to have a pretty good finger on the pulse of what's going to be the summer jam. Yeah, it was Call Me Maybe, and it was Blurred Lines, and it was Uptown Funk. Yeah. And these are the summer jams, people. Blurred Lines. Is there one this... Sydney was trying to figure out if there was a summer jam this year. That's the thing, there hasn't... It was Uptown Funk. It was Uptown Funk. Uptown Funk was released in, like, January. What are you fucking talking about? No, it was a slow build, but it was the summer jam. The summer jam Uh, this year was uh, Won't Get Fooled Again by The Who. And it was a really super slow build, but it really took off this is year. Is Uptown Funk the one with, like, Don't Believe Me, Just Watch? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Uh, like, the one that's in, Which like, is way more fun to say, please don't look at my crotch. If it's way better, it's way more fun. He only... They he only wrote that song to license it to network promos. Like the only reason that song exists is because like so ABC and NBC and CBS will be like lining up. To All these shows Battle you Royale. must watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you don't have to change it. Like it's literally just like we got a great summer of hits for you. NCIS is back. We've got Perfect Strangers too. Don't believe me? Just watch. It's a sequel to Perfect Strangers. I would, yeah. I, you know what? I don't believe you, and I will watch, of course. Guys, I just want to get in my guest bathroom, which is the only room in my house without a window. Just turn the lights off and just sit in absolute darkness and put my headphones on and just let Jepson carry me away. Cut some lilies, let them float on the bathtub waters. A little lavender. No, I don't even I want. That. I don't want my sense of smell distracting me from my sense of hearing. I just, I just want to hear the music. You just want to get want a, a, sem- de- a sensory deprivation chamber and float in Jepson. Yes. <laughs> just get whisked away. I want to go on a Carly Rae voyage into myself. This is an advice show. Basically. You want, I will say, though, full disclosure, Griffin did warn us that talking about Carly Rae Jepson's new album would not be funny. He said that before we started. Yeah. Well, and that was on the podcast. You You guys don't know this, but I included that. Oh, okay. Good. What's your guys' favorite song? Before the music? That would be a twist. What's your favorite song on the album? Uptown Funk. On Carly Rae Jepsen's new album, Emotion? Emotion. Um, I like that Justice remix. What? Where they remix that one song with Justice, uh, and I think Dizzy Rascal did the original and then it was on Carly Jefferson's album. You know Dizzy Rascal rented out a track of Carly Jefferson's new album? He su- Did you know Dizzy Rascal is subletting uh, track number seven on Carly Jefferson's new album just to get out to the people? Well, That's she true. wasn't, wasn't going to use it. 
No, she wasn't going to use. She said, I was just going to put another Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox had this bit where he was going to be a very old Jesus named uh, Geezus, sort of like Geezer. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't really think it was that funny, so she no. let Dizzy Rascal sublet the track. Yeah. Track seven, of course, is making the most of the night. And that one's a club banger. Like, that would be a good. That would actually. I could see Dizzy doing some really dope shit with that. Should we get on to the questions? I feel like. I would give anything. Yeah. I would pay any, any price. You to, have that uh, power. Yeah, I can do it. I can just do it. I have a friend that's been recently driving me off the wall. Um, he, for some owner, that's another album that Carly Rae Jepsen's new album is better than. It's better than Michael Jackson's Off the Wall. Absolutely. He, for some unknown reason, has all of a sudden started using the word mate when clear when addressing someone when he speaks. Oh, God. As if he came back from a life-changing year-long expedition in the wilds of Australia and has adopted the language. He clearly isn't Australian. <sighs> He's clearly Canadian. And if I have to hear him call me mate one more time, this friendship is going down under. Uh, I felt like Casey Kasem, and now another one going. Oh, that's because down you're ta- it's because you're talking exactly like Casey Kasem for some reason. That would do it every time. Maybe it's from the group of guys he games with online. Maybe they're all Australian, and he's trying to fit in. How can I make him realize the error of his ways, brothers? That's a frustrated Frexican in f- yep. Fuckway? Fuckway, I believe. Fuckway. I don't Fuck think he. it's Fuckway. <laughs> it's probably not Fuckway. Um, Hi, I'm uh, Gordon. I'm Gordon Fuckway, and this is the Alf reboot. <laughs> it's a very sexual, it's, sexual it's, Alf reboot. It stands for Alien I'd Like to Fuck. Hi, <laughs> I'm a, uh, uh, My name is Dalf. What does that? What does it even mean? I'm a mouth. It's not TV. It's HBO. Yeah, and it's raw. Um, so this is the worst possible thing. <laughs> yeah. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for this. It's it's probably the worst affect. And there are a lot of really bad affectations you just start doing for some reason. This one's the this one's the worst. Maybe you, you maybe if, is your friend a, some sort of researcher trying to find the worst possible affectation because he found it. And what makes it double worse is that there's no ba- like at least if he had come back from like a two week vacation in Australia, then you're like, oh, you're trying to, but with no basis for it, it's just this like amorphous blob, mysterious worst. Have you guys ever had an affectation that was really hard to shake? Oh man, that you're embarrassed to admit. Definitely. Definitely, uh, right? I mean, I, I still do it. When I went to uh, the UK for my honeymoon, I came back saying cheers a lot. Like, cheers. Like, like just as a standard greeting or goodbye or whatever. Just say cheers a lot. One time I was out at a Japanese restaurant with some friends, and I said kanpai when our drinks came, and I fucking vomited, just projectile vomited, just knowing that in the future I would look back on that moment in such a deep, deep cosmic shame. Bloody snuck its way into my vocab no, for a while didn't. after it that, couldn't. too. it didn't. It couldn't it possibly. Did. It did. I'm not proud to admit it, but it did. It snuck in there. I'm not saying, like, we should be clear here. I'm not judging, we're not judging, like, the actual affect like the actual like uh slang and accents of another nation that that is fine yeah like you That's everybody theirs. has their thing it's the the appropriation of it yeah can co-opting you do, yeah can you do it for so long though that you 
own it. Like if this person says mate for so long, eventually you'll forget this, the the impetus, right? The first thing. Like if I just start answering the phone every time anybody calls me like, moshi, moshi. And, but I do that for like six years. Do you think yeah, I'll stop being be, Well, weird? you'll become the guy who's known for doing it because he's terrible. Um, but then, like, but then it's still. I think it would retroactively kid. shape you in a way that you couldn't recover from. Like I think you could stick in your craw, but like a, a a grain of sand in an oyster shell, you eventually would form a pearl of being terrible around it, mm-hmm. around the irritant. Um, I think that when your friend does this, you need to shake an empty pop can full of pennies at him. No, hey, no, ah, no, ah, that ah, shake hey. no can. Or uh, have some... you said anything? Is it a th- like? Does he know? Like, oh, he knows. We've, we've noticed, and we hate it. He knows. Justin earlier said that the word "bloody" snuck into his his vocab. It didn't sneak into shit. It's it, it wasn't. Know. It didn't. It didn't put a cardboard box over itself and then like worm its way into your brain. You sat there thinking like, okay, here it comes. God, I hope this works. <laughs> yeah, bloody well right, huh? And everybody looked yeah, at you. You like, do it, what? and you do it the first time. Then it's like, oh, that wasn't hello. so bad. Felt kind of good. Hey, nobody said anything. It's not because nobody said anything because they were like terrified. It was the word <laughs> they love you so much, and they're terrified that this is just going to be you now. Yeah, that that's just going to be the person they know. I don't know how you write this ship. I don't know. If how you call you... him out once, it's going to be really hard for you. But he will never do it again, right? Yeah. If, if Sydney looked at you and said, "Justin, you sound completely like a clown." When you just said bloody just then, you sounded like an idiot clown child. Then might it, might then, I suggest yeah. a full-on, like, to catch a predator moment, right, where you're at a party, and I know this, is, this isn't how it happens to catch a predator. It would be really weird if it was. But you're at a party. He says, mate, you lay your hand on his shoulder, and you say, hey, can I talk to you in the kitchen? And you take him in and go, I just want to break down what just happened there. You did this thing. Everybody thought you sounded dumb. Do you really want to walk back into that room right now and say it again? Just think about that before you come back in. I'll be in the living room. And then yeah, you walk please back don't. In. Like, yeah, you're basically grounding him. Yeah. From conversation. Like, hey, hey, flyboy, I'm taking away your license. You're on, you're on probation. I want you to really think about what you did before you re-enter humanity. Can you adopt an even more obscure Australian affectation? Let me throw this out. Crikey. Well, that's not really even more obscure. I was thinking like... No one's at maybe a shrimp on the Barbie? No, nope, I was thinking... Oh it's a God. little thing. I was thinking like, uh, well, that's a knife. But like completely out of con- like completely out of context. That wasn't the line. Well, that's a well. That that's he a knife. He didn't seize someone with a knife and just identify it as <laughs> hey, a knife. Is that a knife? Oh, it's a <laughs> knife, isn't it? But hey, hold that right there. That's a hand, isn't it? Oh, it's a bloody knife. No, it's your uncle. You've solved the crime, Crocodile Dundee. What's a murder weapon? It's a Knife? Knife? Yeah, there were stab wounds. That seems really likely. Good work. In CIS Dundee. I don't think Sold they'd call that. it NCIS Dundee. They'd probably call it NCIS Australia. Um, do you guys know Yahoo? Sure, yeah. This Yahoo was sent in by level 9000 Yadrew, Drew, Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yadrew Answers user. They're anonymous. We'll call them Mockadile Dundee. They asked in the category Society and Culture Etiquette. I want to join a local biker gang, but I don't care about bikes. Should I be upfront about this, or would it be wiser to pretend? 
So walk me through. It was two sentences. How did you get lost? No, no, no. How that first interaction went. Hello, fellows. I like your lifestyle. <laughs> Hello. I do not care about these metal things. Hi there, my uh... two my two wheeled compatriots. <laughs> Hail and well met. You have a place for a Subaru <laughs> park? I can take all the bags and the cooler and stuff. That is true. When they have beach day, you are going to be quite prized. They can't they're, put those folding chairs in, on the back they, of them motorbikes. They're going to be so stoked about your Honda Fit and all its roomy, roomy <laughs> backseat. I can't wait. I just ordered some new handlebars for my Harvey Danielson. <laughs> It's a, Harvey, it's a Harvey Danielson good bike, and uh, it's from their 2010 good bike model, which is an antique at this point, and I have new handlebars coming for it, and they pop off like the handlebars in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, so if any of you road dogs tries to yank my grip off and make me get a road rash, then the handlebar will come right off in your hand, and I will cruise off in my Harvey Danielson unscathed. No road rashes how, here. How long... Could you keep the griff going? Like, well, my uh, happy again, guys. My motorcycle that I own, um, Vroom Queen, she's in the shop again. Gosh, man, my I just really got arrested. I don't know what I can tell you. I guess I get Vroom Queen out of Hawk, and uh, you know, because I sold her for biker drugs, and now I am without wheels. And let me say once more, I am not a cop. Not a cop. <laughs> not I, I want to tell everybody I appreciate your ride, your offer of uh, a ride to the motor meetings, and I just want to tell you, I, it's not that I'm afraid of motorcycles very, very, very much, but it's just that hemorrhoids, you know, hemorrhoids. I, I have to point out, they're not afraid of motorcycles. They just don't give a shit. Ugh, these guys and their bikes. I love it's it's. I love the people, and I love the community. I, I, I love, like, what what do biker gangs do? I loved watching Sons of Anarchy. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, it's, it's that. It's like, I watch Sons of Anarchy. I want to do crime. I want to hate other races. Yeah. I don't want to invest in a motorcycle. Yeah. I want to lean over pool tables a lot. I feel like that happens in biker gangs. Like, they go to places where there's a pool table. They lean over and then glare at the people that walk in. Yeah. I feel like that's a thing that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe community service. I don't know. There are biker gangs that I'm sure are like, this is more of like a, an affiliation of like like-minded people who also just ride motorcycles, but mostly we're all about like cleaning up the streets and building parks for kids. Who cares? There's a core idea that is we ride motorcycles. We also, <laughs> but we right. have one like thread no... that finds us and it's bikes. Yeah. That's the one thing that you can't, we kind of like have to get on the same page with. That is shitty, though, if you think about it, that, like, if you did just, maybe you just love motorcycles, but, like, you can't afford one. Like, you just can't. You have a kid, you have one car that your car seat fits into, and that's it. Yeah. Like, you just can't afford a motorcycle. You just love the lifestyle. It's rough. I bet you can still be in that gang. I think so, too. You think but so? only in that, only in that, like, I'm saving up, or do you guys have, like, a, a spare I can use? Until I can afford my own. Because here's what you want. This is what you do, Justin. You go down to the local local junkyard. You buy 
like a, an old old beat up like oh no one would ever want to ride that motorcycle again but then you put love into it oh, and you shit. fix it and you buy stuff oh. like a second hand and you're fixing it up and is it the prettiest motorcycle no, no it's not in fact people at the the rich kids motorcycle gang they make fun of you but those guys down the but, street that are maybe past their prime they welcome you yeah, in they do. and then at the big motorcycle race oh boy your motorcycle wins because it's filled with love and magic and nitro so this is a spec script then that you've just written for listen us. if somebody would like to pay me for this property what's it called the property uh real motorbike. quick motor motorbike motor motorbike good motorbike good friends okay that was i would say that's a great title for it i would just sit outside with a sidecar and just sit out there with my stupid goggles and my helmet and when they came out to go do crime or community service or just go to wendy's i would just be like well who's got room who wants the kid today i'd be like a mascot you oh, know i like that what would your and what would your? I hate to keep putting you guys on the spot, but what would your mascot name be? Because I feel like that's important to the biker gang. Deadweight, almost <laughs> certainly. Yeah, that's pretty. I cool. mean, almost certainly deadweight. I, I tell you how I get in good with a biker gang is other than the fact that I could probably do like more smack than anyone in one go. I've never done smack, <laughs> yeah. but I feel like I'd be really good at it. That's how you won president of the student body in high school. That's true. Somebody hand me a big bag of smack. I was like, I bet you can't do all this. I was like, watch me go. Crunch, 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 crunch. I think that's how you do it. I think you slurp, do. slurp, 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 slurp. <laughs> um, how I get into the biker gang is I would I would have a bike that I fixed up, like Travis said, basically the, the plot of motorbike good friends. But where I would twist it is instead of filling it with love, I fill it with gadgets. Wouldn't that be cool if, like, I did have, like, the, the handlebars that popped off and I could, like, shoot out an oil slick and I could um, drop talking, some caltrops? You're talking about motorbike good friends after the studio notes. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like, can the Turning bike? more of, a, like, a chitty-chitty bang bang. Now, can the bike talk so we can cast Peter Dinklage as You motorbike? know what, Griffin? It's that kind of shit that ruined motorbike good friends one. I don't want to see it in Motorbike Good Friends 2. It's more of kind of a back to the Can I say that Motorbike Good Friends 2 sounds like an origin story? Are you rebooting it that quickly? It's a prequel. It's a prequel <laughs> sequel. So hold on. The first everybody movie was, was like, just a guy on a bike, and it was like, don't ask any questions. Yeah. And yeah. And everybody's like, where did he get this motorcycle? I wish there was another movie explaining this. I have a foolproof plan for infiltrating the biker gang and in endearing myself to them. Um, it is multi-tiered. It is very complex. It is one word, and I'm going to hit you with it now. You ready? Yes. Tequila. Like the song? I just do this funny dance on a counter, and then everybody would be like, I'm into it. I like when he points at his wiener, and then also his butt. He's in the gang, and I, I like his white shoes. Now, hold on. I don't think that Pee-wee's actual move was pointing to Yeah, and I don't think butt. that's why they enjoyed his dance song like i feel like it was just like a fun moment in a kid's movie i don't think he was like my dick my dick my butt but 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 my dick and Watch dick and butt and again. butt i said my and dick my butt butt watch that scene again and then travel back in time to the late 80s and see me emulating that scene at home and tell me i'm not pointing at my dick and then my butt because that's what i thought it was and i until uh, i mean i thought that for a long time until um one thirty today, just now. I thought he was pointing. Are you sure he's not pointing at his dick and then his butt? No, he's I'm. Not. A, I'm like ninety nine percent sure it's not. He's not doing a dick to. Like butt I always thought, it was like like pointing at his privates, and that's what made it so like. That would be a weird thing to do in front of a big group of bikers who moments ago 
We're going to kill him. Yeah, I would love. So to- he got up on a on a bar and said, "Look, at my dick and my butt what, a lot." What if in the, in the reboot of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the the biker gang at the at the bar was MS13, and they were like, "Is he pointing at his dick?" Oh man, that's great. But then they cut off his head and throw it in the river. What I'm saying to you right now is, I'm looking at the movie. He's pointing at his dick and his butt. Like You're watching, watching the scene, scene right now? That's what he does. I'm he points saying- at his dick and his butt. Like, he's indicating, like, here's my penis, here's my butt. It looks like an instructional video. For, for what? The dick and bu- for where the dick and butt is. Who would? Do- What's the market for that video? <laughs> I, I, anatomy classes, mainly. Very remedial an- anatomy classes. All right, let me check out this video here. All right, let's no, all, wait, I guess let's send- all watch the tequila dance from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> I'll just send you guys a direct link. Set exactly the time code, and you will you will see you will and y- you at home, just search Pee Wee Tequila on YouTube. It's just a silly dance. He puts on these it's, weird shoes and does a silly dance on a bar. He's, he's pointing at his dick, and then after that, his butt. That's what he's doing. Why would that I disarm the gang? I didn't because he's making. He is t- not at all, Justin. He is definitely point like dick, dick, butt, butt, dick, dick, butt, butt. That's what he's doing. If you he's mean he's pointing, he is pointing or, like he is. He's using fists. Hands. There's no extended fingers. Those are his fists. Th- this video is too low quality to see if they're fingers or not. He is like he's, in the general genital area. I agree with you, but he is in no way directly indicating these are my genitals. He's he's. Oh wait, I'm watching it now. Here. I'm watching it now, and he's drawing actually slow concentric circles around his dick, <laughs> and he's mouthing the words. It's right here. It's right here. It's right here. Why? Why? Read oh my god! I'm, I'm I'm still watching it. He just pulled his pants down and he's spreading his gaping asshole. Tequila. <laughs> my read on the scene is that he's making himself out to be a tantalizing piece of boy flesh. Yeah, too perfect for them to ruin with yeah. simple violence for him destroying their motorcycles. Yeah, he's a so, he's a primo fuckboy, and they're gonna want to keep him around. <laughs> That's what he's saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god! He actually just hold on. <laughs> Hold on, stop. Stop talking. Yeah, he just said I'm a primo fuckboy. How have I I've watched this movie hundreds of times. How have I not like I just like glossed over the scene, I guess. Tequila. Tequila. Primo fuckboy. <laughs> they love it too. They, they love do. The they dance. love it. All right. They love it. Well, he got out of another scrape. <laughs> another another last scrape. A lot of life threatening out of. A lot of life threatening scrapes that Pee Wee Herman gets out of by exposing his dick and his gaping butthole <laughs> to perfect strangers. I, listen, I didn't write the scene. No. I just watched it and interpreted it. You know what? I could I'll tell you this, director Tim Burton may and uh Paul Rubens may be the author of that film. They may have they may have created that vision, but I, as an audience member, my interpretation of that scene is just as valid as theirs. So if I say he is pointing at his dick and then his butt, that's how the art manifested itself to me. Wow. It is completely... That's the Mandela effect, is what yeah. you're talking about, Justin. And eventually people in the future will be like, Oh yeah, of course he got his dick out in Pee Wee's Big Adventure and people will be like, Did I yeah, I mean I remember that and then people watch the movie and go, you know, a fun fact, he never actually says I'm a primo fuckboy in the movie. That's he does he does I, I don't spread misinformation traps. He did just say that. <laughs> I just I ju- I literally just watched it. So. Do you guys uh, find it ironic that in the movie he gets out of trouble by showing his dick, but in real life he got into a lot of trouble by getting his dick out? Well, yeah, it's because he ran into some trouble, and he was like, let me get my dick out. But that's not – you're not in the fictional – this isn't this isn't Cool World, Pee-wee. <laughs> you're in the real this meat space. This isn't Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. If you can't get out of a cartoon sc- 
you can't get out of a cartoon scrape by showing us your colon. It's not how it works out here in the physical realm. Paul. They're like, I can't believe we got tricked by that. We should still arrest him, right? Like, we got to cover this up. Yeah. He is a spit. Not a lot of people know that. He's getting a speeding yeah. ticket and got a stick out. And he's like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. And they're like, yep, that, you're free to go. <sighs> Tequila. Wait, let's go to the money zone. I want to tell you folks about me undies. Most comfortable underwear you'll ever put down there. Uh, if you want to uh, cover up what your mama gave you and then shake it in a way that's going to be supportive but also cool and wick moisture away, you're going to want to turn to me undies. They're the best underwear on the planet. And they're offering right now 20% off your first order when you go to MeUndies.com slash my brother. If you don't love them, your first pair. Yeah, it's free. I, I don't even know why we read that sentence. Because it, it's, it's a fantasy fiction that anybody would ever put these on. These the, This wonderful... It's like, it, could say, it could say, we'll buy your first pair for $20,000. Yeah, if you we'll buy them. you a house if you like, hate them. Yeah, it, that's not what they're saying. But they could, because no one will ever do that. Travis, you want to tell us about the other one? I do. We also want to talk about Basecamp. We've mentioned Basecamp a couple times on the show. Uh, basically, how it works is, you know, in this digital age, everyone doesn't always work in the same office anymore. Sometimes you're spread throughout the world, and it can get hard to uh, get on the same page when it comes to completing projects. Well, with Basecamp, Basecamp makes it easier to wrangle people with different roles, responsibilities, and objectives towards their common goal, and then lets you finish that project together. Everybody gets on the same page. Deborah over in Montana doesn't get to like say, like, oh, I didn't know. Is this when I was due? I say, God, yeah, Debra, Debra get it together. Knew. You we, fucking We knew, have a Debra. cloud platform for this, Debra. Basecamp runs on the cloud, has secure servers, so you don't have to mess around with anything technical. Um, and if you are a listener of My Brother, My Brother Meet, which of course you are because you're hearing this right now, you can try Basecamp absolutely free for two months by going to basecamp.com slash my brother. Get your entire team on the same page, get that project done, and then like move on to joining a biker gang. Deborah has just got her head in the clouds. She's not using the cloud properly. Do you guys think that's definitely, definitely build it, been a Dilbert cartoon about like somebody saying like, use the cloud, I've got my head in the clouds. And then they spill coffee on their dick. <laughs> and they point at it and, they and the bikers leave them alone. Yeah. I want to tell you guys about Zveni Baby. That's S-V-E-N-N-Y Baby. It's a progressive pop band from Dallas, Texas, whose album features a three-part rock opera and songs based on the Dark Tower series what? by Stephen King. Don't mind if I do very much. Thank you, please. The album is available now for download at their website, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and Spotify. You can go to ZvenniBabyMusic.com. I have a hard time believing they couldn't secure ZvenniBaby.com itself, but that's not the address. It's ZvenniBabyMusic.com to download Zvenny Baby's debut album, Painting pictures. Sorry, their what I album? Must, their debut album. Debut album. That's what I said. Painting pictures, which I will reiterate, includes songs based on the Dark Towers. So I'm like really stoked. I'm totally gonna go listen to that because cause like wind. Um, here's a song from it right now. Monster house. It's a monster house. Everyone look out for the monster house. And then here's another song. Oh no, it's a crab monster. He's got poisonous claws and he's gonna come bite my fingers off. 
that I got another one for you. Was that Stephen King? I thought it was Stephen King. He wrote this book, but now he's in the book. Oh, I didn't. I haven't gotten that far. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when does the next message? For when it? does that happen? I'm only on the fourth <laughs> book. You'll get there. You'll get there. You gotta there. push. Listen, everybody gets hung up on Wizard and Glass. That's because it's, it's a rough. shitty, shitty fourteen thousand page book. It it's is not actually. Shitty. It's, a it's great actually book. a very great book. It's just a real derailment of the, it the seems momentum. To have nothing to do with the last four books. To have it literally to do with goes from prior. We're on a train it. that's gonna explode unless we solve this mystery. To hold up before we get back to that, though, before we resolve that situation, here's nine hundred and fifty a- pages about schoolboys. It is kind of a crazy thing to be like cliffhanger. And before we get back to that, let me just read you a quick book. Here's <laughs> just one book. If you could just read this book. I wrote we'll a prequel right back to, to my it. own book. Here's some fan fiction I wrote about my own story. Uh, I got a message here. Wizard Glass rules, though. It's just like. Is, except for how bad it is. Here's a message. Sometimes I think about the music, the movie they're making at Dark Tower, and I make up a trailer to it in my head Holy when shit. I'm bored. It's always set to uh, Someone Saved My Life Tonight by Elton John, which, Griffin, you also Probably don't understand why, but like fully. Think about how good of a trailer that'd be. I have a message here <clears> for Rosh, and it's from Margo. Two baller ass names. Margo says to Rosh, I wanted to say, or rather the brothers to say, thank you for the best year of my life. I can't have imagined anything better. Thank you for the endless laughs, including introducing me to this podcast and fun. You are the best friend and boyfriend anyone can ask for. Happy anniversary. Love, Margo. That's lovely. That's lovely. You know what I love about that? Two things. I love love in any form. All forms of love are wonderful and beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I also love that they're spreading our, that, that love is actually benefiting us, actually putting money in my pocket. And that's the best kind of love that there is. I know I just said all love is equal, but the love that helps us bump that download count is probably Absolutely. better than the most beautiful, perfect love. Yeah. Um, but anyway, happy love, Rosh and Margot. Uh, we also have a message for my friend and yours, Sean Foreman. Uh, Sean is uh, amazing. Um, he's got a special message from his best gal and darling treasure of a wife, who is also lovely. And Melanie says to Sean, Happy 30th bidet to the handsomest, most hirsute husband a girl could ask for. May all your days be filled with frolicking Sylvie dogs, your nights danker than Danky Kang, and your thoughts as deep as Chicago-style pizza. The brothers and I raise our glasses of Powerade to you, good sir. Cheers, your sweet, sweet, loving woman. Ah, happy 30th, Sean. And here's a twist. Sean independently also reached out to me and would like to wish Melanie a happy anniversary. So I figured I'd just tie those two together. It's kind of a a gift to the Magi scenario, but everybody gets something. Yeah, so no, so then yes. not like the gift of the magi at all. The gift of the magi too this time for sure. But that that one's just called <laughs> presents. It's not a gift. Of, it doesn't deserve. It's not. It's not part of that parable. It's just I gave you a present. And the you second one, he gets her. Uh, he buys her a hair dryer, and she's like, and she got him like an iPad, and she's like, what are you doing? Just get me something. You How know- did you? You fucked this up so bad the last time. Just get me something completely unrelated to the thing that I obviously. You know I am bald. You know I'm bald. I- it's ridiculous, Mark. It's ridiculous. Especially when I told you what I wanted. I wanted a tennis bracelet. A tennis bracelet. A tennis bracelet. Not I didn't a- chop off my hands to get you this iPad. <laughs> get me a fucking tennis bracelet. I don't have wrists anymore. It's just elbows straight to my hands. I look like some sort of turkey woman.
Well, here we are. Quick pr- uh, press conference time. Fuck. Fuck, everyone. We come to you live from the McElroy Brothers Studios. Where in, we... In beautiful Burbank. If it was live, then we would have had this shit dead to rights on tape. But then we Do lost you feel, it. Did you... Okay, friends. Beloved friends. Did you yesterday feel uh, a disturbance in the comedy energy? Did you feel a great shuddering of bits of go- of precious finite goofs being lost to the ether. I picture it like in Minority Report when the three people in the pool like sense a murder coming, where just suddenly everybody starts shaking and going, "The jokes are dying." Yeah, uh, every every listener of Bim Bam, a red ball appeared on their doorstep, and when they picked it up and looked at it, it just said, "Some dick jokes." Because they got killed, and we lost them today. Justin's recording of the second half of the podcast got this one. This vanished. one is not on me for a change. This is definitely on Audacity. And yeah. Teresa asked me this morning, she was like, how does that happen? And my response was, well, here's the thing about computers. I don't know. He like, literally, it's it's inexplicable. If you're a data expert, he the end of the podcast was fine for him. The beginning of the podcast was fine for him, which you just heard. You just heard the first half of our original recording and now here we are back again because he lost like eight minutes in there somewhere and shit sucked shit sucked everyone okay well i guess let's do it again one more again one more again again. same goofs again well not the same goose different goofs but no i'm doing the same goofs i'm not writing more material i write all my material did i tell you guys that i didn't know Uh, that what question did we do last time that got lost to the ether the notes on the desk. See, that one, let me tell you all how that it went last gold. time. That wasn't gold. It was all of us got really indignantly angry at this one. It was angry, yeah. So let's see how we react this time. Okay, <laughs> last time it was indignant anger. And then this time, who knows? It could be joy, joyous laughter, love, and acceptance. Don't cry for that show. That show's gone. That show never existed. This is the new show. That's this on alternate timeline. Yep, absolutely. Maybe your life would have been changed by that. I have no idea. You have to deal with this. One of my coworkers just transferred to a different office. See, you Did didn't they... say transferred last time, so it's already yeah, really it's like super different. Goof. The day after he left, I found a note on my desk from him saying how he was always too tongue-tied around me to say anything, but he thinks that I'm beautiful and wished he could have gotten to know me better. I'm not interested in him romantically, but I do think he's a nice guy and appreciate the guts it took to even leave the note. Read none. <laughs> I want to thank him. That's my editorialization. I want to thank him for the compliment, but it, will it sound at all sincere when it's followed by, but I'm just not interested. Yes. Would it be better if I said nothing at all? That's from Secretly Admired in St. Louis. Good news. I'm still angry. Yeah. <laughs> this <still laughs> sucks. Me too. If anything, I'm more angry for I have not had my breakfast. It's just like, it's let's let's cut to the quick. Okay. Let's not beat it. There was a lot of bush beating last time. We talked and about it for an hour and a half yesterday. I and wrote about that in my diary at night, my post-show diary. Felt like there was a lot of bush beating. Hope recording gets eaten by Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here Would like another shot. Um, the fa- it's, this shouldn't be on you. This sucks. It's like, a, it's, it is the, it, it's such a weird way to go about this like it's that you say that it took guts to leave the note and maybe that's true to a small amount but it would have taken it took significantly less guts 
than just like walking up to you and talking to you in the first place. And if this was like a Jim Pam situation where you guys were like fast friends and you actually talked and hung out and stuff, that would be cool. But this is just like a weird mash note from somebody who like, the, like literally didn't give you the time of day until it was time for him to bounce. Then he was like, hey, by the way, I always thought you were a pretty boy. And then a ripcord pulled him out the window. The good news is, is what you he air hooked. He sky hooked out. <laughs> what you have to do, your responsibility in this situation, is nothing. Yeah. Nail. Because like Nail. all you this is this is as far as you need to go. Unfold note. Read. Oh, that's nice. Garbage. Garbage. Because old giant blunt. <laughs> Uh, because if you basically what this person has tried to do, whether they realize it or not, is say, I'm going to put the onus on you to make contact because I'm a chicken shit. That's absolutely true. This is where like infinity romantic comedies have ruined people's perception of how this shit works because this guy is expecting you'll read the note and be like, really, D- Devin, you all this I always time? felt the like, same, Devin. Yeah, she'll like jump at like run through the rain to like the other office across town to like please don't do this. I've always loved you too from afar. But now but you would just chase him through the rain and be like, "Thank you, but I am not interested in you romantically, good I sir." I do not Here's want an, that dick. Here is an umbrella. I am not interested in that dick, but do take this umbrella be, because I've got to keep that dick dry. Here's the way that what. this works in the real world. How it should work yeah. is you look across the office, you see Susan like first time, and you're like, oh, she's cute. And you walk over and you say, hey, I'm Devin. Uh, is this your first day of the office? Yeah, it's great. Do you want to like grab a drink after work? And I can tell you all about how things well, work around Well, don't do that. Here. No, don't do that off the jump. Maybe not first day, but like if you you're like her, ask her out. Your coworkers, though, that might be illegal. So, what if? Oh God, we didn't even see. It's good. We should take a second pass at every question because we yeah. don't get to that erudite nug until our second <laughs> go round. What if it's like illegal? What if the HR rep is like, no? That's kissing. what makes it sexy. I'm fair. That's what makes it sexy, right? I do think that that would have been no- noted in the question. Uh, had hey, that been the case? Hey, did y'all just kiss? No. Thomas, we didn't. You guys stink like kissing. <laughs> what is that? Did you kiss during the prank? I smell kiss, kiss juice all over you. There's kiss juice all over hey, you. Hey, listen, mother slappers. I just went in the bathroom. It's reeks of kisses in there. Now, I will say <laughs> something did occur to me <laughs> uh, uh, upon this second attempt that did not occur to me yesterday. She says, uh, uh, I, you know what? I, I shouldn't gender her. I don't I, I don't know. Uh, Man, woman, whatever. This question asker says, uh, uh, I think that uh, he's a nice guy and I appreciate the guts. Although he does say beautiful, which would be kind of an odd. Is it beautiful? Well, David Bowie's a beautiful man. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, I do think he's a nice guy and I appreciate the guts it took to leave the note, but I'm not interested in him romantically. We yesterday chastised the note leaver, but it sounds like. They kind of nailed it. Like, it sounds like they did have a correct read on the situation as it stands. Like, I do need to get this off my chest, and I do recognize that this is not a thing that is happening. So I'm doing this due diligence right. to just get this out into the universe. Because, like, my read on the situation, which, it, as it turns out, is 100% oh, yes. on the money, sure. is that you do not desire a further relationship with me. Oh, so he's a precog. I'm saying yeah, there's a lot he, of precognitive shit but, going but on. But no, right Justin, now. it's a and self-fulfilling. God, wouldn't love just be so much easier. Matters of the heart be so much easier. If there were little red and brown balls telling you 
But the problem is, is this is a self-fulfilling precog. Because basically, what he did was he made himself, like, she wants a dude, or they want everybody. Everybody wants someone who's willing to, like, put at least enough skin in the game. Fight for me! Fight for me, Devin! Say words out loud. Say words, don't be a paper warrior. Fucking say words out loud to make things happen. Because those are the kinds of people that go, you know what? Sure, you risked a little bit. I'm willing to see how this goes. You gotta risk it for the biscuit. Exactly. You don't get that biscuit for being a paper get, warrior. He's trying to get a biscuit risk free, and that's it's gonna be it's gonna be too hard. It's gonna be a two day old biscuit. It's gonna be crunchy and unpleasant. This is what you, you do. This is the time you, you use that note. You write a note that says, look up. And they look up and you're standing there and you say, hey, that's okay. A little creepy. But at least like if, if that's your intro, that's your plan, go for it. But this like, I'm a ghost. I left the office. And now, only now in my will, do you find out I liked you? Like yeah. that's Here's not the, the way to go. <laughs> Here's the reason that you should not respond to this. Because if you respond to it and say, hey, listen, um, I think you're a nice guy. This is a really brave gesture but i'm just not that interested then this guy what this guy like will learn from this is like wow that was a good approach wasn't the right person but maybe next time when i transfer offices there'll be somebody here where that seed will find purchase and he'll post on the message boards and be like it almost worked this time fellas next time listen colleagues no risk required it's a biscuit it's a biscuit parade out there how go nuts just reach out your hands and run run through the streets grab as many biscuits as you can take it's just I, I insane. Get, I'm just irritated because this is this is a person who is generating their own misconnection. They're like, this isn't a misconnection. You were there every day. Yeah. Like they were there every day. Just just risk it. Yeah. And then perhaps people people don't people think that just because they risk it, they're guaranteed a biscuit. That's inaccurate. No, no, the, no, no. There is it's, no it's guaranteed not a, biscuit. What? There's no guaranteed biscuit. Right, that's right. It, you, you, all non-riskers don't get biscuits, but all not all riskers get biscuits, and that's just how the biscuit, that's how a cookie crumbles. A biscuit in Harbor is safe, and a biscuit but, on the water gets soggy. But sometimes you want a soggy bit. I lost the thread. It like soaked with seawater. That would be fucking disgusting. We're not saying that this is easy. Like, it's obviously not easy. Like, if I wasn't happily married right now and I had to be in this game again, I would be, this might be me. Like, and, and back back in my, my 20s. Oh, you know? it like, was me. I was this dude. Terrifying. I was note guy. And, like, I made you, I burned you a CD. Oh, what's that in the liners? It's a confession of my love. I'm gone, though. So we, hopefully we'll run into each other tomorrow and you can tell me you liked it. Bye. Like, Travis shaped hole in the wall. This has nothing to do with, like, any sort of, like, alpha male friend zone garbage. Like, we're not, like, it's it's not, it's not that, like, I'm just the nice guy in the corner and she doesn't, like, I'm not talking about that. Like, that, that's, that's a whole other weird subset of this question. What I'm talking about is just having basic human communication skills. And I know it's intimidating. And, like, right now there's probably some of you on the phone like, hey, this is really insensitive to those of us who can't do do you can't today you can tomorrow maybe and that's the get thing on that is, horse and ride risk that biscuit a lot of that like nice guy friendship move friend zone bullshit comes from stuff like this where like if you're not and i'm sorry to like put you know put baby in a corner and call people out but like if you're not willing to risk it for the biscuit like how do you expect them to be like okay well 
I'm, I guess I'm willing to do the work and reach out to you now. Like, what, what do you think you're putting forth in a letter that says, I was too scared to talk to you, but we should totally date now? Like, that, also, that's I mean, not a good impression. That? That's not a good look. What, is that? what does the future of that relationship look like? Okay, madam, that sounds like a fine order. And sir, what will you have? Oh, you're, you're standing up from the table. You're leaving a note. And you're walking away from the table. I'm sorry. He does this every time. He wants a chicken barbachon. You don't have to read the stupid note. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it, it is people will respect, even if they don't want to go out on a date with you, even if they're not interested in you, they'll at least respect that in this day and age of texting and like messaging and fucking note leavers, that if you're like, hey, this is me, a human being standing in front of you, I would like to ask you on a date. No. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. Bye. I don't even have a problem with the note if it's like, if you're still at the office. If you're like literally like, I get really tongue-tied whenever I try to talk to you, and I just wanted to try to say to you, like, hey, I'd like to go out sometime and maybe get to know you and get a bit more comfortable. I'm fine with even that. Own your shit. Like, if your shit is that you can't, like, you you do get tongue-tied in these situations, like, own it. Own it. Just don't, like, leave a note and then parachute out. It's insane. Nothing will come of that. Hey, and it if works you for make the, something come of that, you are perpetuating this insane strategy to relationships. It worked for that lady in love, actually. And she left a note, and she's that like, was, if I can't say it at Christmas, well, can I say it? I'm yours, David. <laughs> and it's now me. let me take you on a tour through your past. Long past? Your past, Stephen. <laughs> My side of house rule is, number one, I love you. <laughs> I don't know why Griffin was doing Michael Caine as the British woman, but it's that's the only. So my British woman accent is just a higher, an upscale of Michael Caine. Uh, do you guys want a Yahoo? Yes, please. I just want to put a button in that real quick. We're not chastising anybody. Everybody's got their shit. God knows I have mine when it comes to like social situations. We're trying to inspire you. Don't don't live life on well, the sidelines. It's, 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 it's not chastising. It's like it's it's the truth. And what sucks is that if you if you do stuff like this where it's like I left a note and they didn't answer it's just gonna make it harder for you like you're just gonna be like well this fucking nothing works nothing works because you try to think that can't work you know what I mean well and what it is is it's this actualization it's this like you're you tell yourself that it's a romantic gesture when really what it is is you tried to find like the easiest low it like Mm -hmm. least scary thing that's not a romantic gesture. If like you waited until you weren't around, left a note that they didn't have to respond to to your face, that's not a, a romantic gesture. Is I did something risky and it didn't work or it did work, and I got that's me romantic. that bisky. That's a romantic gesture. So don't just just make sure you're not convincing yourself that you're doing something romantic when really you're just looking for an easy out and hoping they'll do all the work. As long as we're putting buttons in things, I do want to stress that this whole time I've not been referring to women as biscuits. No. Right. That that much is clear, right? Because I don't want people to think that I'm some sort of weird, like, misogynist that doesn't, like, get it. Like, I'm a misogynist who's just, like, trying to get things going. Like, hey, guys, what if we called all women biscuits, right? <laughs> no, you're talking like, about more of, like, the ephemeral, metaphorical, eternal biscuit. A desirable thing. Yes, which for which ironically enough for me is a biscuit. Oh yeah, I would. I, mean, I, I could go for a biscuit right now. I'd crush a biscuit. I would ruin a biscuit right now. I would. Griffin, do, you got a Yahoo? For I us? would devastate a biscuit. 
Yeah, I got. I would ruin a bit. That biscuit wouldn't be able to look me in the eye afterwards. Here's a uh, Yahoo that was sent in by Game Recognized Game Rachel Sperling. Thank you, Rachel. It's by Yahoo Answers user Debbie, who asks, "Can I bring frozen pizzas in my carry-on or hold-in hand?" Wait. Is okay. Is this? Is this? Is the question? Is the question? Like, can I bring frozen pizza, like pizzas that are still frozen, right? Or can I prepare a frozen pizza as a mid-flight snack and bring it upon the plane with me? Because this I, is I, not this form, but it is a question that I've often asked of like, is it cool to bring this hamburger that I bought in the airport on the plane with me? Like, If you bought it in the airport, yes, it's fair game. If you made the hamburger at home and then you brought it, or worse yet, you bring with you a patty and some iceberg lettuce and some tomatoes individually in their own three-ounce three, three ounce bags, and then you assemble it on the plane and do a little bit of prep work there and do a little bit of bam, kick it up a notch well, there. Well, with hold on, Spicy Griffin. rub that you Now, what if you, you take plane? it to a full show, right, and you're like Benny Hanna-ing it up over there because you're like flipping the tomato in the air and catching it on the burger, and everyone around you is like, ooh, he's a real burger professional. Ooh, look at that burger boy. I'm going to go ahead and say that they will not allow you to bring a Japanese griddle on the plane. That's Have a guarantee. You asked, did you look? I can check the TSA guidelines, but I'm pretty sure Japanese griddles are like number one on their things because like you put that in the, the hands of a of a splinter agent and I don't want to I don't want to be a lone da- wolf I don't want to be dour but you put it put it in the hands of somebody with something to prove <laughs> you know you you we all know the regulations about liquid when you're going on a flight and and we've we've learned to, to build our lives around those small bottles that we can carry with us on planes but what we have what I don't think has been addressed fully by TSA guidelines and what I'd be interested in testing is could you just bring a pizza? Like, obviously you're not buying a frozen pizza in the airport. That's insane. That doesn't happen. I've never even seen a freezer in an airport. So, like, obviously you're not doing that. So this person is saying they're going to just have a p- They're going to have their suitcase. They're going to have their carry-on bag. They're going to have a tombstone. Just a fully frozen, like, ready-to-cook tombstone. Yeah. Is that getting through the TSA? Justin, are you talking about like just going and like grabbing a hot and ready and like going through security? Yes. I I can't see why they would stop you. They can't stop you, right? This is a great, this is a great, this brings up another great question. Wow, this question's really splintering off into a beautiful question tree. But if I take my proactive, which is a three-step topical application that I use to fight my battle against bad skin every day of my life. But Griffin, you have great skin. I know it's the proactive. <laughs> Me and Mandy Moore are on that same tip. Um, if I freeze that shit, can I bring as much as I want? <laughs> if, I fr- if I freeze it in a giant ice cube and then I bring it on a what sled... If- what if it's an extra saucy pizza, and after it defrosts, you you wring it out in the bathroom, and you squeeze out four ounces of marinara? Like, good job, I guess. That's kind of like, <laughs> you, really, you really skirted our nation's security for travel. But then they would update it, wouldn't they? And then they'd be like, no solids over three ounces. Like, what? Nothing too saucy. <laughs> no, so- no frozen no saucy. No saucy boys. Th- We've been very antagonistic towards this person, but is it possible they're going someplace where where pizza is outlawed? Maybe like, they're they're a pizza outlaw, like the state of Tennessee, like the state, like of, the Tennessee state of Tennessee where pizza is outlawed, and only outlaws have pizza. 
only outlaws have pizza. They never that, talk that about not... that, but that's fact. If you outlaw pizza, only outlaws will have pizza. That's a good point. Our war on pizza has been a colossal failure. Um, yeah, <laughs> There's but more it's, pizza on the streets now than there was in 1998 when we began. If yeah, I don't even know what Tennessee's trying to achieve with that law. If you're, pizza, if you're bringing your pizza either on your carry-on or just literally holding it in your hand, that is not good smuggling technique. No, no, but Griffin, no. you're getting it all wrong. It's so it's it's so blatant that there's no way they'll suspect you. Like the TSA agents would be like, "Well, he wouldn't he wouldn't just carry the pizza on the plane. He's got to have like shirts folded up in that box, right?" Like, yo, well, yeah. I mean, yes, Travis. Except when you touch down in Chattanooga, you better believe the pizza police are going to be on you like instantly. Well, by yeah, that point, gonna you better be smuggling it in your tummy, because that's a solid, like, three-hour flight from me. Like, no, they'll know. Just, that scanner that you go through, where they put, make you put your arms up like you're doing the YMCA, uh, that will detect pizza in your tummy. And, and listen, no we all want to walk around Rock City munching on some pizza. We all want to do that. But you know what? Sometimes the law is the law, and it's not <laughs> yeah. okay to eat pizza in Tennessee. And I get that. Even though Rock City is the perfect place to consume pizza, we all know that. It's in the guidebooks from pre-1998, before pizza was outlawed. But unfortunately, the, the governor just won't allow you to have pizza in Tennessee. And that's fact. Look it up. The most, anno- the most annoying part about the pizza ban is that you can still totally get pizza when you're in when you're in Tennessee. You just like you just have to know like the right places to go. There are these doors, you knock on them and there's like a secret pizza club. They call them speak cheesies. <laughs> and you just go in and you and you can get that pizza like like prohibited pizza, no problem. Any topic. There's just like a guy like named Jimmy Knuckles at the pizza bar. But like, the, the, what but do the you problem want? is Justin, when you do that, you know you're just contributing to like the, the organized, you know, pizza families and like Al Calzone and you're just like giving money back <laughs> to the to the evil, yeah. right? That's why Calzone, Tennessee Cal- is going down the tubes. Calzone is how he got it in. He's like, we just folded him over. Hey, let me, see that, <laughs> let me see that sandwich. It looks like you got cheese sauce and meat in there. No, it's a calzone office. We just unfold the calzones. They're all Those just exploiting pigs. the calzone loophole. Oh, Fuck man. Me. No, don't take it a It used to be so great. I, Kyle Kinane has a great bit on his album where he talks about like that he was flying next to this dude who brought just like a plastic bag full of waffles and syrup, just like loose waffles and syrup, and he's like eating them out of the bag, and that's what this sounds like to me. Like you're gonna take a frozen pizza, which I think is pre cooked, allow it to thaw throughout the flight, so like as you're like doing the descent, you're just munching on some soggy defrosted pizza. I once sat next to a woman who had a tub. Uh, this this is I swear this is true. Rachel was with me. We were flying next to this woman who had a tub, a country crock tub. Only there was not country crock inside the tub. It was some sort of crazy tuna salad, and she was <laughs> dipping some wheat thins into it. <laughs> this was the flight before. She brought our that through security. Yeah. This was yeah. our flight before our flight to Japan, and I was like, if I if it was the flight to Japan, I would have called the air marshal. <laughs> I would have literally ripped open the the emergency exit and kicked this woman out of the plane, con air style, because there's that's a that's like a ten hour flight, and I'm not gonna have a intercontinental tuna fish adventure. You can't you kick that tuna fish idiot out of the plane. You just look at everybody else and like no ticket. You'll be like. <laughs> We love it. And I'll also be like, it. no ticket. But also, she did have tuna fish salad. And oh my God, sweet God. It was like tuna fish and just a really fragrant onion. Because even if she yeah. eats every bit of it in the first hour, 
it's a, it's matter. a linger. It's a linger. It oh yeah, it's in the play. It's a self-contained system. It's, yeah. there's just, there's, you're not getting additional oxygen. You're recycling it's just that in air the plane. for nine hours while everybody watches Twilight New Moon on the back of their seats. You're, there's like that. It's like that one restaurant in the airport that only serves the stinkiest salads, and I don't know where it is, but some people do because they're bringing them on the plane. This is uh this flight is going to be on an American Airlines Stink Bullet 727. <laughs> it's uh it, it captures and contains the stink and we have installed special fans to really circulate it. So if any person on the plane is eating uh, I don't know some some sort of um uh, spiced wilted greens that smell's going to be just everywhere. It's going to be Now like please a, enjoy Nor- Norbit on a loop for the next 8 hours. <laughs> It's going to smell kind of like uh, some sort of airborne nursing home. It's going to be really great. Uh, thanks for listening to our show. What's uh, your time? Time check. Where you at? Time check. Uh, I'm at 27 minutes and 15 seconds in three, two, one, mark. Yep. Okay, we're good. Cool. We did it. We made it through without you shitting the bed. It really wasn't my fault this time. It's Audacity just gobbling up. Like, Audacity was editing me. Like, do you realize that? Audacity was like, this part isn't funny enough. Not, not today, Junior. <laughs> not today. I'm not putting this in the podcast. We want to say thanks again to MeUndies, who are dedicated to offering you the most comfortable underwear. If you go to MeUndies.com slash brother, you can get 20% off your first order. Um, I will be buying another round soon until eventually my hope is to have 30 days of MeUndies every day for a month. Do you do laundry once a month? No, but that is my goal, to be able to just rotate through. You don't want to like have like two pairs that you're washing and wearing every two days. You'll wear them out. I want enough that I can rotate in a, a new cycle. I get it. I get it. Um, let's see. Let's, let's burn. I, we did all of this work. Bear with us. We have some yesterday. fairly important stuff in the housekeeping, but we'll move okay. through it as quick as we can. So we got the LA Podfest in September, September 18th through 20th. Is that right? That is correct. Okay, so we're doing that. Uh, we're going to do a live in Bim Bam and the first ever live adventure zone. Uh, if you're in L.A., get tickets at LAPodfest.com. Come see us. There's a bunch of other great shows. If you don't live in L.A., you can watch us and all the other great shows uh, streaming live. Uh, you can get a $25 pass to watch all of the shows that you want during L.A. Podfest streaming live. Uh, but if you use the coupon code BROTHER or ZONE, when you're getting that ticket, you can save 5 bucks and also put a few bucks into our pocket, which we certainly appreciate. So it'll be $20 total, and you can stream all those shows. Again, go to LAPodfest.com. You can get the streaming tickets there. Use the coupon code BROTHER or ZONE. And it's we archived have- for like a month. So yeah. even if you're not available on the day, go ahead and buy it now before you forget, and then you'll have a whole month to check everything out. We have live shows coming up later this week. Holy shit. Uh, in, we're going to be in the Pacific Northwest. We're going to be in Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver. Portland sold out. I'm sorry. We had a few tickets go up last week, and the venue didn't put them up when, when we thought they were going to, and so there was a whole kerfuffle. We are, we're really sorry if you tried to get tickets for that and couldn't because of the delay. Uh, Seattle and Vancouver, there are still tickets available for you. Portland, you can just go up to Seattle. It's pretty close. We're making the drive. Um, also, uh, but, Portland, I don't want to encourage too many people to do this because there's no guarantee on this, but you could always try, like, standby and hope that, like, people bought tickets but don't show up. That happens yeah. from time to time. So you can come down to the venue night of and try to get on a standby list. But once again, yeah. there's no guarantee no, that no that guarantee. will happen. Seattle and uh, Vancouver, here is a guarantee, though. Go to bit.ly forward slash mbmbam Seattle or bit.ly forward slash van mbmbam and you can get tickets for the shows. And those shows are this coming. Saturday for Seattle and Sunday for Vancouver. If you're going to be at the show, start sending in questions now. 
Yes, um, please. Put Portland, uh, Seattle, or Vancouver into the subject line so we know which show you're going to be at. We'll also be doing like live questions at the shows from audience members. So if you want to, you can like come up on stage. But just remember, like keep it short, no bummers, yeah. and just be ready uh, to go. I need my Yahoo Warriors too. Drew, Rachel, Zoe, Ira, the whole crew. I need all y'all. Jacob Locker. Jacob Locker comes out of a retirement. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. I need like twenty five. It's a it's a tall order, uh, so please send those in this week, and and I'll start going through them. Uh, we have the Mbim Bam Game Jam going on right now. It's mbmjam.com for more t- details on that. It's going to run, I think, for the next couple weeks, and people can make games based on their favorite bits. And I'm looking forward to it. I think Drew Davenport is making something an RPG maker for the original PlayStation, Ooh. which I I am so happy about. I've still got my. Uh, what is it? My card card shark? What it, what was it? Oh shit! I Game I track. bought a thing. No, it was oh. like a thing that you could like plug your memory card into and alter data on your computer, and I would use it to download RPG makers quote levels like off of the internet. <laughs> Man, I was a huge nerd. Um, if you want a spot in the money zone, go to maximumfund.org/jumbotron. Be aware we have a bit of a backup, so we can't like do a birthday message for you next month. Uh, so yeah, if you, you think there. you've got something you would like us to talk about in like four months, three months, yeah. get it on it now. Go to MaximumFun.org yeah. forward slash Jumbotron. And while you're at MaximumFun.org, check out all the other shows, the other Max Fun shows. We got uh, Judge John Hodgman, uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself, The Flop House, uh, Lady to Lady, One Bad Mother, a lot of really great shows all there. Um, thanks, John Roderick, the long winners for the use of their theme song. It's a departure off the album put into the days to bed. You should buy that album. I'm going to listen to it. I agree. Uh, final Yahoo? Hit me. This Final Yahoo was sent in by Zoe Kinski climbing that ladder. Thank you, Zoe Kinski. It's by Yahoo Answers user Neohio Independent, who asks, what kind of situations are going on in CNN Situation Room? <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. God, put it in the can. I don't want to do this episode ever again. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.